Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, February the 22nd in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we are in year A and today is Ash Wednesday. And so we'll pick one of the passages which land from the Revised Common Lectionary on Ash Wednesday in this calendar year. And so I decided to go with the gospel text this week, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, and then jumping ahead to verses 16 through 21. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, and the verses 16 through 21. Be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Whenever you give to the poor, don't blow your trumpet as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may get praise from people. I assure you that that's the only reward they'll get. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you may give to the poor in secret. Your Father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people will see them. I assure you, that's the only reward they'll get. But when you pray, go to your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is present in the secret place. Your Father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. And when you fast, don't put on a sad face like the hypocrites. They distort their faces so people will know why they are fasting. I assure you that that is that's I'm, I assure you that they have their reward. When you fast, brush your hair and wash your face. Then you won't look like you are fasting to people, but only to your Father who is present in that secret place. Your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Stop collecting treasures for your own benefit on earth, where moth and rust eat them and where thieves break in and steal them. Instead, collect treasures for yourselves in heaven, where moth and rust do not eat them, and where thieves do not break in and steal them. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for us. Some say that at the heart of the Sermon on the Mount here, the second movement, it's thesis statement could be giving yourselves over to God. So if Matthew chapter 5 is talking about how the kingdom that's arriving is an upside down kingdom, it begs this response. Well, who's able to participate in this kingdom and what does it require to be participants in this kingdom? And so Jesus gets a set of three practices here that are ancient practices that Christians from every tradition and stripe have done at some uh, measure or depth or another. And he says that these are some impressive practices. Um, If you and I were to pray in front of people, and if we prayed very well, uh, they would admire our faith. If they knew how much we gave to the poor, um, if they were impressed by our generosity, like they would pat us on the back. Um, If people knew that we fasted from food on occasion as a dedication to God and as a way to kind of aid us in seeking God's face and um, seeing this renovation of our hearts, if they knew that we were not taking lunch and dinner like they were, like they'd be impressed by that. And so Jesus says, you can do these practices in public in such a way where people can pick up what you're doing. They can track your progress. They can see your spiritual exploits. 
And if you do that, people will impress you. They'll be, or sorry, they will be impressed by you and you'll get a reward from them. You'll get affirmation from them. Um, they will probably speak well about you, perhaps, uh, to their friends, commenting, oh, you should see how much so-and-so gives to the poor. Or you ought to see that, uh, I heard the other day that, you know, so-and-so fasts every Wednesday and Friday. And how impressive is that? Like, I can't even go four hours without a meal, right? Um, and if uh, we were to do these things and we get pat on the back and we would get rewarded. And so Jesus says, if you want to go to the next depth, it's to trust that you could do these things in secret, not to receive the praise of people as your primary motivation, but only your heavenly father. And you could trust, make a wager that it's still going to be noticed and it's still going to be rewarded. Um, I think this is a good thing to, to dwell on, on Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday begins the season of Lent. It is our steps towards the cross in a season of lowliness. And part of lowliness is to relinquish our control, particularly when we have leverage in a situation, right? When uh, people have the chance to admire us or when we can make decisions that change the outcomes of the world around us, but we decide instead to take a knee and to give it to somebody else and allow somebody else to receive the admiration and praise that we've been waiting for. Uh, maybe that even be, we've been working for. When it comes time to receive it, to have that medal placed around our neck, we decide to allow somebody else on the podium. Now, this is not a self-deprecation move, but this is simply to uh, challenge one of the great rivals of the religious life, which is to be devoted um, to the service of others and ultimately to the worship of God, not to use religion for our own benefit. Um, I'm putting together a sermon this week, and one of the things that I was reflecting on was something that Dr. Philip Keevil taught in a college class that I attended, oh my gosh, over 20 years ago now. Uh, Dr. Keevil's expertise was in Jonathan Edwards, the um, seventh, sorry, 18th century uh, theologian and pastor in New England, uh, one of the pioneers of American religion. Uh, some say one of the greatest minds of the American faith, right? Um, when he began to do his preaching and his teaching, he noticed a pattern of behavior. And uh, he began to preach towards a certain subject. Um, Keevil called it, Dr. Keevil called it utilitarianism, which is uh, people using Jesus as utility instead of serving God because you want to serve God. So this is what he would say. He'd say, it seems like Edwards caught on that in early American religion, and some could even contend that it's still an issue today, people were using Jesus for other means, right? Uh, to get something from God by means of Jesus. Maybe the, the latest mutation of this is to only be concerned about a post-mortem experience and to have really no interest about what Jesus might have to say about our lived experience today. And so Jonathan Edwards said, um, we got to like change the basis of our relationship. Uh, our relationship needs to be simply because we get to adore God and be participants in the life of God with one another and not because of all of the benefits and the stuff that we get from God along the way. So um, that's the same thing that Jesus is touching on here in Matthew chapter 6. Would you follow his ways, even if it meant that no one would ever officially notice and applaud you and pat you on the back? Would you still live for God and choose the way of righteousness, even if it's never noticed, but only noticed by God alone? Um, that takes a great depth of 
um, moral medicine to even start to prepare to go down that path. And it certainly takes grace and God's power to continue down that path once we started. But it's one of the things that we should grapple with and wrestle with during this Lent season. As we think about the sacrifice of Jesus, then it's turned towards us. What will you do in return when you meditate once more on all that Jesus gave for you? Will you give something back for him? So with those things in mind, we'll spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you today that we could place ourselves into your trust and care. We thank you that even though there are many troubles in this world, many cares that um, we have, and they're legit cares, not just uh, superficial cares, um, that you care for us, that you watch over us, that part of your nature is to be the shepherd who watches over us and tends to our souls. And so God, this day, we confess to you once more that it's a struggle to let go of this um, drive that we have inside to be impressive to others. And to receive a pat on the back for the hard work that we do. Um, if we feel like it needs to amount to something, and truly it does. But we want to believe the words of Jesus today that um, we can do these things in secret, which are potentially so impressive to others, and you'll reward us in that secret place. God, this is new territory for us. We confess that this is um, outside the boundaries of what we know for sure. And so as we journey into this unknown, particularly during the season of Lent, and as we shed layers of our false self so that we can uncover the true self, we pray that you would be with us, that you would comfort us in these uh, challenging moments uh, when we face uh, this greater depth of spirituality. We pray that we might find bliss in knowing you and you alone, regardless of what we get in the relationship of knowing you. So God, this day, we choose to embrace eternal life, which is to know you. And as we do so, God, I pray that you would flood our souls with great delight. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.